them steppers, huh? But you can't step with us. Niggas swear they certified steppers, but don't step with us. Oh, you be with them steppers, huh? But you can't step with us. Niggas swear they certified steppers, but don't step with us. Oh, you be with them steppers. Oh, welcome back to another uh, episode of Certified Steppers Podcast. As you already know, I am your host, KP. And before I get started and introduce my beautiful guest to the left of me, I uh, just want to quickly remind y'all, man, tap in. You know your boy has the merch. As you see behind me, you see the PPP quality. Behind that, you see the Made in Louisiana uh, hoodies, if that fits you. Also, be on the lookout for up-and-coming things that I got, that we got coming. Um, we got hats. We got new um, lines of, of T-shirts and some summer and spring wear. So make sure that y'all tap in with us. Hit the DMs. Uh, look out for the links as well. Uh, but hey, good morning. First and foremost, how you doing? Good morning. First of all, let's talk about that prayer, though. Okay. Just <laughs> now I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Uh, but like, so, so this is this is Gwee Jackson, aka Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, you feel me. But um, she is the um business owner and operator of Graceful Touches and GT uh, GT Bridal Services. So what I wanted to do first before we go into any of the the conversation I wanted to sit down and have with you just kind of want to talk to the people um, about what you know, what is Graceful Touches and then how did the branch GT Bridal Services come from that? Okay, originally, I guess um, as far as Graceful Touches Studios, um, I'm a hairstylist. Um, so the name came about, um, I believe, just through my clients and speaking to them a specific way. And they're always like, you're always gracing us with your spirit and gracing us with the touches. So I started to hear that a lot. Grace, grace, grace. And um, actually, believe it or not, no, my, I know my name is Gwee, but some people call me Grace for some weird, <laughs> weird reason. So anyway, it just stuck with my spirit and um, it sounded right and it moved right. And it also um, it said exactly what I am and what I stood for, Grace. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, as far as GT Bridal, it kind of piggyback off of Graceful Touches Bridal, where I um, service clients around travel. Um, Assisting them with weddings and stuff mm -hmm. like that, doing their hair and their tribe, and that's about it. Nice, nice. So, and that's so. So, is hair is so is you do you do hairstyling? I'm assuming right. for a specific type of event, which is weddings, right? Um, yes. Well, okay. actually, so I'm a hairstylist, so that's in salon work, okay. you know. But oh, okay, as far okay. as the GT bridal services go, I travel with that, whether it's here local or it's um, you know, travel. Okay. Whatever. So you and then do you have you have a salon or are you are you are you a, a book by hire? So at this moment, since I am part time, since I'm with um my clientele, I'm transitioning um because I am in nursing school yeah. and the bridal <laughs> service company is actually outweighing the um the school, actually, huh? no the salon oh. in general. Oh. So which that's why I kind of went part time with it because the demand has been extremely high in a blessed way though. Is, is that because of the season? Like I know that I know I know that you know hell. Even having to be involved in the wedding season, my damn self, like, is that, um, is, is that run that you're on right now? Is it because it's a season or it's just, Actually, is it just growing? No, because you also have people that just last minute say, we're going to the courthouse. I need to be styled this specific way. So mm. it's, it's, it really. So it's year round work that's just yeah, been building. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, now what's the background story to it? Like what got you into hairdressing? What got you into that? Like, I mean, I noticed, like, I mean, like. Some yeah. girls like some girls are like they dream of being, you know, you know, using their brain. Some people like, you know, using their bodies. Obviously, you like using your hands. You yeah. do hair, right? What yeah. got you into that passion? How did that to come be about? Honest with you, it's not something that I thought I would be doing. My okay. grandmother, who was alive at the time, um, she started to um, have alopecia. Um, most people know it's it's hair loss, it's finished, and um, it's not really a recovery treatment or therapy you can really do to restore those follicles, right? 
So um, one day I just had an interest and wanted to learn how to braid because, you know, back then everybody wore the braids back, the cornrows mm -hmm. made into hearts and stars and stuff. So I just had a, um, I really wanted to know how to do that. So it seems as if once I learned how to do that, she was more so pulling back from the salon because at the time, men and women, a lot of men and women were in the same salon. So it's kind of embarrassing, right? So um, she just asked me one day to try this technique on her hair. And um, ever since then, uh, more of her friends who was also um, going through hair loss as well, it kind of came that that uh, particular thing with working with alopecia first. Like, I never even really touched That's a dope. person with a head That's full dope. of hair before. So actually, once I um, had my first client with a head full of hair, I really didn't know what to do. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm used to building bridges <laughs> yeah. on people that don't have hair. And I'm coming to a person with a whole head full of hair and I'm like, okay, this is different. So my technique has to be different. So yeah, it started from my grandmother and from there it went to the sisters and went to the cousins and went to the friends and it went to the grocery stores and wherever you at, yeah. you know? So it was, it started like that. So it, was, it became a passion and actually no lie. I tried to run from it after a certain time because it just wasn't what I wanted to do, you know? And then once I saw how the people were affected in my chair, it was more more to the calling than just yeah. the touch. But let's talk about that yeah. real quick because you, you mentioned something I think that that we shouldn't just gloss over. Like you talked about running from something that obviously you, you dope at, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. like it came naturally to you. Your grandma just literally just asked you, hook me up yeah. and then it just grew from there, right? So it came yeah. naturally. Um, I want to dissect like your thought process of like the why behind you felt the need to run from that, from like, cause. Well, um, actually I wanted to go to school to be a nurse at the time. Okay. So, um, and this was before that because all this started, I was only 14 years old oh, when wow. it started. Wow. So coming out of high school, you know, I already was building clientele. So it was either stick with that or go to school. We couldn't do any, not nothing in the house. So we had to have an option of working or going to school. So, That's so fucking dope. Um, yeah. That's so dope. actually, um, I wanted to go for nursing. So I started like my prereqs, but then the money became so good with hair. So honestly, it was more so because of the money. I was like, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I kind of did a little quick little search like, oh, that's what nurses start with. I'm already this young and I'm pulling in mm -hmm. this and it was mind blowing to me. So I kind of, um, I stuck with it for a little bit, but then after a while, I'm like, no, I just want to go and pursue the nursing. I want to pursue the nursing. So I left and then the calls wouldn't stop. And this, of course, before social media. Mm -hmm. So it's word of mouth. So it's like, well, I don't know nobody else to go to. And it's just like, I, I'm a sucker for people's emotions, for, for mm -hmm. people in general. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and do it. And then it was literally after that, I feel like I was drawn to it. Like God was just really trying to tell me, no, I need you behind this chair. Yeah. Like these women need to hear certain things that you have on you that you don't even know you have yet. Yeah. So that's what it was for me. Yeah. Let me ask you something, though, because it's one thing to be great at something. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's one thing to, you know, know you got a skill. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's a completely different thing to build a brand, mm -hmm. to build a hustle and to be able to sustain, sustain a lifestyle off of that passion of what you have, what you have going on. Right. Um, talk to me a little bit about your hustle. Where did that come from? Like your background, like just just as a woman to just somebody that's going to get out there and go get it. Was that naturally in you? Or was oh, it's natural because my father, my mom, my sisters and brothers are all entrepreneurs as well as have worked for a company as well. So it was kind of natural. Um, we're all good with our hands. We was all taught things. So what you didn't know, I know what mama didn't know she could, you know, it became mm -hmm. one of those things. So yeah, it was entrepreneurship was 
already embedded in me. Yeah. So it was nothing for me to to want to have my own because I kind of already come from that. We are all independent thinkers in the house, but we also know how to work together. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. <laughs> so when I when I think about the hustle, like for me, and I'll be honest with you, like when I look at my like, I didn't have examples of of like not not necessarily like when i say hustle and grind i'm talking specifically in the entrepreneurial space yeah like uh well i won't say i didn't have any examples i had one um i didn't know how to rationalize it at the time my mama was working three jobs so that hustle to me was her going to going to court not corporate but going into the nine to five space and getting it three times over and not having a lot of time for her kids like that's why that affection for me plays a lot in who I am because like my shit from 6 p 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. mom was going doing correctional office stuff and then sometimes when she get home she got her tax business she got clients and then after that she got a little odd job she picking up and then she knocking off three four hours of sleep here and there and back yeah. at it right and so I wasn't raised on a lot of I love you's and stuff but I also was raised on hey, if you hey, if you want these Jordans that you keep asking me about I, I'm making enough money to sustain you and make sure you eat and make sure you good and make sure we can have a lifestyle but them J's you want on you that's funny right. you said that because I also feel like my my mom kind of come from that. So you know how it seemed like each generation or when you start having kids, you kind of start breaking the family tradition of doing things, right? Mm-hmm. So we got all of the I love yous and all of that, but not from my mom's mom. Mm. But um, I feel like once you see your kids doing things that you didn't used to do, it kind of triggers something in you because, yeah. I mean, learning is – you know, you learn all day, every day, no matter what age, unless, especially if you're open to it. So I don't yeah. feel like you're ever too old to be able to start at that moment. So you know, but I I take that because that's a that's a real thing. You feel like do you feel like your mom's I love yous came at a, like as you became an adult? Oh, they came from start. Okay, so mine, so that's how mine yeah. was. It's like when I was when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like, and, and we knew she. It's not that she never yeah. said it. She didn't say it a lot though. A lot, but yeah. my mama shows you that she loved you yeah. in gift giving, and like um, I like this is a whole other topic. But yeah. my mama's love language is you know gifts, receiving gifts. Yeah, and okay. so th- she's old school. So the only yeah. way she knows how to show love yeah. is the way she know how to receive it, yeah, right? That's true. And so she, my mama, she would buy stuff for you. Right. And she mm-hmm. makes sure you good. However, like you just don't hear it. You don't hear that affection. Right? right. But now that I'm an adult, it's like I forced her to tell me now because I'm always telling my mama, hey, tell me you love me. Like right. before we got the phone, if I'm getting yeah. ready to hang up, now tell me you love me. Yeah. And she's like, I love you, boy. Shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she's that type of woman. So I know the love is there, yeah. but that's just how, you know, that's, just, that's our relationship. And I love it because it's her. Like, I don't want to change you. I just want you to know that I need that affection yeah. from you. Yep. I, I kind of want to switch it real quick though. I want to switch the. Uh, I'm not gonna switch the topic. We're gonna stay in the um, the beauty shop and your business. Um, but I'm, I want to have a little fun talk because I've yeah. always wondered this. So when we go to barbershops and you know uh, my producer John, the cameraman, they all gonna know what I'm talking about here. When we go to barbershops, we sit in barbershops, we get lineups, and there's a lot of guy talk that we that we that we're having in the barbershop yeah. and like we running the gamut you can just imagine dudes sitting around oh, getting hot because what sure. we talking about right how what does that can can you paint a picture for for me and the, and the audience here like what does that look like from a woman's standpoint do you get a lot of women that's gonna sit there and be more gossipy is it more they coming for you for inspiration is there more like like what's the conversations that you have or does it run the gamut to be honest with you it comes off of your vibe I feel like how I present myself is only what I get back. So even for, you know, I don't want to call them my hood clients, but that's what they would label themselves. And it's like, I don't feel comfortable 
coming up in here calling you a bitch. Can you do this? Or yeah. let me see what this age did. And it's like they feel uncomfortable. So then the setting kind of changes for them. So mm. my chair is not really a gossipy chair, but what I will tell you is it's a healing chair. And that's what oh, it has it. always been. Um, the whole I can come and I can talk to you and I can let my hair down. I don't care what's underneath or whatever I have on. You make me feel good. It's the stuff you say and the things you do. So I don't, I don't really have gossip talk. And to be honest with you, it creates a different kind of energy. So I'm always kind of low key steering away from like, girl, I don't even know what that what that's like. But you know, let me tell you about this. You know, yeah. so I have my way with my words, and you kind of know like, okay, yeah, she's not about that life. Yeah. No. Do you ever take the approach of, of like, so like when you give any advice, are you like, nah, girl, this is what you need to do? Or is it more of a like, I'm going to hear you out and I, you know, oh, yeah. let you make your own That's dis- what it's all about. Because honestly, you paying to get your hair done, but you also paying for this to be your time to say whatever you want to get it say off your, or so do you whatever you want to do. Yes, for sure. Normally, I don't feel the need to imp, um, put any words on anybody because I don't want to feel like they're pressured to just, you know, you come and release. Sometimes you don't have no other outlet. Maybe the chair is because for a mm. lot of people, you come and you release in a chair for some odd reason. We are like counselors. Yeah. You know, we are. It's like a therapeutic thing already, you know, so it kind of naturally opens up. And again, depending on who the operator is. And I'm right. a different kind of, you know, my spirit is just kind of welcoming. It's almost yeah. natural for you to come and say, let me ask you a question and I give you something in return. Yeah. And you know, you know what I like about the approach that you just stated, though? You talked about... Um, your chair is not a gossipy chair, but it is a healing one because, and the reason why is because I think that when you break down the mental aspect of people in general, right? Not everybody either can afford or is comfortable with actual therapy. However, like, but therapy is having a safe space to talk through your problems. Like, and I think that that is actually a great way to start like alternative therapy. Like, and I'm not telling, I'm not trying to advocate for barbers and hairdressers to just go out and become now therapists and switch their conversations. I love going to the barbershop to get my mind off things, but I will say this, not to cut you off. I mean, there are times it get, it get real, you know, depending on the mood, depending mm-hmm. on the setting depending on what it is now I'm not saying that we don't talk about real life no, stuff yeah. but, but the fact that you have like the healing he component said, yes, right the fact that the healing component is there yeah. is my point of like like mm-hmm. if because I ain't gonna lie I'll be honest with you my barber Todd shout out to the barber collection and Katie um, y'all make sure y'all go holler at him barber collection on Instagram as well plug him real quick because he's like he's dope in that way like I have a real friendship with Todd like I be, he's been cutting my hair since 2010 and the funny thing is people be like how is that when you ain't been living in Houston 10, 12 years right so you what you don't know is my mom's been here and when I would fly from New York often he was the barber I would go see like he's been cutting my hair consistently for like 12 years now and like he he clowns he jokes but he's always got an ear if you need to talk through some stuff you need to just work through some stuff if you need to rethink some stuff and I always tell him I appreciate him for that that's why I kind of wanted to pick your brain yeah, on it and see to be honest with you people are travel for that too alone yeah. you know because you never know what anyone is going through and it just took your voice or your touch to make them feel a certain way so people are drawn to that yeah you know yeah but and so like so now transition skirt across yeah. the street because mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want to get into I want to understand because like we're not like from the day I met you to like now right and we've been we've been we've been knowing each other for a few months now and just understanding like your hustle like you know being in a, in a in a nursing program is one thing in itself but then running two businesses and then it was something we didn't even mention yet but also having a baby girl um uh that you got to take care of as well as well right and like 
like when men look at you, right, we already see you're very headstrong and you're a dominant woman within your own self. Yeah. Not meaning that you're do- trying to dominate men, but you're, do- you're very dominant, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to navigate your thought process of, like, how do you go about juggling that and finding happiness within a relationship? To be honest with you, I'm not really dating. However, okay. let's just say if someone came along, I literally find myself um well it's a lot of things that i've been learning lately um but i find that i have to connect with somebody that has just as much going on like you have to be just as busy and i say that because the person that has a lot of time to give me i almost kind of pull away Mm -hmm. from what i know i need to be doing to give you a little bit of more time um and then that means me going stay up late at night finishing something i should have finish you know but that also comes with the territory too so i feel like one of those things where if i engage with someone that has just as much businesses or just as embedded in just as much right um he'll understand more so where i'm coming from but it doesn't mean that we wouldn't have time together because of course you sacrifice for certain things too right um so um i i guess at the moment um again i'm not really dating anyone but if it was something like that to come my way then Okay, so it's like it's more of a situation where like, listen, I got all this going on. I ain't really looking, but if if it happens while I'm walking my journey, if if it comes, then let's pursue it. Yeah, we can. See, and and like I I totally understand that yeah. because that's always been my message, right? It, it's like I don't know how to stop doing what I'm doing yeah. to 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 help entertain you and make sure that you feel. But if you are a woman who can walk ride this ride with me, I just said you ain't gotta be no podcaster, mm-hmm. you ain't gotta be selling clothes, you ain't gotta mm-hmm. be into stocks and real estate, yeah. you gotta be, you ain't gotta be in none that but you gotta have you got your race gotta be moving this way yes. like you say and our time gotta be able to sink and we gotta have an understanding yes. right so i believe all that but like when, within all of that though right because you're saying that you're busy and then you want a guy to be equally as busy and like there's a lot of stuff on your plate so my point is like what how do you identify when a dude is actually applying pressure though for you to say, oh, okay, this could be it. You know what I'm saying? Intellectual stimulation. And I say that because it's so funny because speaking of um, love languages, mm-hmm. words of affirmation is the first one, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in my book. So um, I feel like once I'm drawn into a certain type of conversation and it's feeding me mentally and spiritually and things that I can just grow, just teachable moments that already yeah. has my mind like, intrigue like I want to know more so yeah. just because I already feel that way even with juggling certain things I want to make time for that too because it's kind of pulling me you know um in a different direction just based off of whatever was said or whatever touched me you know in an in-depth way so um I will I will create more time and then this is also based off of experience because but even before my daughter I was the same way mm-hmm. um go 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 and I would date people who um you know, you have a job and you're off on the weekends, right? I almost feel guilty that I don't give you no time. So I'm automatically pull away from what I'm doing to give you time, right. you know? So I just feel like it depends. I just feel like for myself, it works be- it'll works. it work better if I had somebody who understood, not because they wanted to understand, but they actually lived that kind of lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, and the reason why, like, that probed the question is because it's like when you, like, we, like, men use that excuse all the time. Right, yeah. right, and like yeah. it's like <laughs> we ain't got time, yeah. and but like whenever we're saying that, women are constantly applying pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And like I know for like when a man, like we ain't as 
we ain't as aggressive when we can't like when like when you cold shouldering us yeah. and it's like you looking like you on some yeah. like we gonna be the type that's be like man you know what f her yeah. you know like I ain't finna chase you you know how I probably get in the way right yeah. so I, I just I like when you moving on that path like the the concept of applying pressure has to look different so from yeah. what you just said it's like applying pressure don't need to be these extravagant dinners or anything yeah. like we can kick it work together have conversation as long as somebody can tap into your intellect the setting yes. doesn't matter yes. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, because so so from that though, like as 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 men, like is there like a certain type of there's there's like a certain type of man that you like criteria that you need to come with. Like if if a corporate man comes at you and his schedule is nine to five, free on Friday, and that's his time where he won't kick it with you mainly. Mm -hmm. Like is that something that you consider, or is it like yeah, we're doing that. Especially okay. if it's right for me and it's right for you and we we can do that. Okay. If that's all you have, you know, and I'm sure, you know, depending on what it is and the setting it is, you know, I'm sure that'll kind of alternate depending. Right. Because the reason but why yeah, I bring the question sure. up is because, you know, like when you get boss women sitting down, right, uh, the, the people think, because I don't think you, I don't even think you rock like this, but the perception of, of society thinks that when you see a boss woman is automatically like, I got to be matching boss status and almost like a nine to five guy wouldn't necessarily qualify just because he, he wouldn't quote unquote understand the lifestyle. So that's why I wanted to kind of talk about it because sometimes like y'all need that structure that they can provide while you out there you know while your day could be here one day and then there the next day and then here you need somebody to come back to that's actually just stagnant and constant it's how i picture it yeah um it's so crazy that you said that because it's a recent situation between a girlfriend and um another situation she's dealing with um i was trying to tell her that um she makes a certain amount of money mm -hmm. right and the guy she's dealing with don't so she's always, I'm not going to say she's always pushing him to, you know, make more. But I think the fear for her is if he don't make this much, then what if I fall and then he can't withhold what we done build? And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, let me tell you something. Based off experience, based off of personal, and this is my testimony, you can have a certain amount in your account one day and be right on your face. And I, and I was making more than pretty much everybody I dated, except for one person. But I have always made more money and even still I fail. So if he choose to deuce out on you because you don't feel, how would you feel? No, yeah. don't don't go based off of that because one day you can be high and one day you can be low. Now I'm yeah. not saying don't have a standard or you know, right. but don't think that just because he's not making as much as you today that it means anything yeah. because it could be you that fail. Right. You and to see that but that's why I tell people and like like I don't know if women believe me or not, but I truly, truly, truly don't care about your pockets because whether you up or down, I have to want to be able to be on this ride with you. Right, with right. you. Like I have to be, I have to be rocking with you, the person. Because yeah. if I ain't rocking with you, the person, and you up, then morally I'm going to feel like I'm on a ride just to benefit for something. Mm -hmm. And like I'm never going like that. My, I ain't going to lie. Like my, the way my loyalty and the way my morals are set up, I just can't ride a chick's wave. Mm -hmm for the sole purpose of coming up. Yeah. Now, if I'm benefiting from what you bring to the table because you my girl and we are we are building together, that's a completely different thing. But I'm, I can't use people, right? Right. And so, like, that's, that's where, like, for me, it, it gets a little... A little shaky or whatever. Yeah, and also I feel like this. Um, I don't normally ask for something or I don't ask for nothing in general, but I'm saying, well, when it comes to what I'm about to say, um, in a man, I don't look for certain things that I know I can't, present you know what I mean within myself was financially you know mentally all these things right so you're asking for something that you can't even deliver right 
Um, and I also feel like let's just say that millionaire did come my way and he chose to be with me. Yeah. I mean, this is your choice. You know, I'm not a millionaire, but that doesn't mean I don't stop hustling until I can get to a certain place, you right. know, but I don't, I really don't look at it like that, you know, and yeah. I also feel like matching energy, you know, what works for you, if it works for him, you high, he low, however that goes, it's, it's for you and what you choose to do. You know? No, I, I agree wholeheartedly for you. It's really, it's really about, and when we talk about relationships, I tell people all the time, when I sit in front of these cameras, like I'm never fitting to tell you what to do and how to do it. Yeah. But I am going to break down the experiences of myself yeah. and the experiences I've been closely related to and the experiences I know from the research. And I'll give you some sound advice and, and, and let you make your own decision. I'm, I'm pro decision. Like, cause I, I swear to God, I, I'll stand on this till the day I die. Experiences are going to always be the best teacher. Okay. Like, like I've had things where like I took, I think took advice I thought was good yeah. and it ended, it ended me in shitty places, but me experiencing that shitty place and taking that advice taught me to, hey, don't just jump on somebody's word. You better make sure you go research, organize, re-research, get second opinions, you know, read reviews, check all that out before you jump next time, right? So, like, life teaches you a whole bunch of stuff. Definitely. So, Definitely. Uh, I do see, real quick, I want to see, like, you've been having two bags sitting over yes, there. I so, I'm curious real gifts. quick. <laughs> you come bad gifts. gifts, yes. <laughs> what is this? So actually, when it's... For um, you and one is for one is for partner smooth, right? Okay, yes, what's it? Sure. I got I got so I got to open them. Yeah, you have to. Open oh, let me it. see yeah, what this ahead. is. All right. Well, actually, this is a um a luxury candle line by the name of a gun a bunt guard uh, a gunt bar a bunt guard home luxury okay. home and candle line. Um, so. You know, you talking about love language? Yes, love yeah. language. So this is one right here, physical touch yes. that she brought us. That's probably mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm a physical <laughs> touch dude. You, guys you know what I'm saying? And then let me see what this other one is. Yes. I gotta see. What, I got. Do they? Do they both smell the same? No, they don't. Okay. They let me see, because, you know, hey, listen, if y'all don't know, acts of service. Okay, so she bought some love language candles here. Okay, mm -hmm. I see you. Put that to the camera so they can see that love language uh, acts of service. And this. This smells amazing. And I'm going to be real with you real quick. I'm going to pause because I don't care who sit in front of this camera as men, how y'all feel. I am a very heterosexual man's man. And, you know, I love me some candles. Like, I'm listen, I'm so simple when it comes to gifts. I remember I seen a, a, a video of this chick bought uh, her dude some candles. You know, after he did this lavish birthday gift for her, she got him some candles and he blew up. And I understood why he blew up because it wasn't his personality. Like, he don't even like candles. But for me... Yeah. I looked at that video, I was like, yeah, she had the wrong dude, because I would have been jumping yeah. through the roof about to have this crib smelling like lavender and everything. But I'm no, thank you, you for that. That's dope. And you say home guard. Yes, it's a bunch. Avant home guard. guard. Home luxury candle line. I'm going to have to check that out, man. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Listen, I, 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 we're not getting to the end of the episode yet, but I always try to save some time. Because like, so what happens on our show, as you know, um... <clears throat> we we two men who sit in front of this camera and we're constantly always like, hey, get some women on there. We want to hear second opinions. We want to hear women ask y'all questions. So I always do that when I'm sitting down with a, a lady guest. I would say, look, is there anything you won't come up with? Anything you won't ask us from the perspective? I, I know you are a fan of the show too because we talk offline off, off uh, often and stuff. So yes. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if you got anything before we go into our, our bro and sis talk. I'm I guess it would be your, um, I don't want to call them basic questions that most women have, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, based off experience or even girl talk, as you say, girl talk. <laughs> but um, I think with dating, a lot of uh, women kind of come across these same questions, you know, because at one point it can be going well and then the next minute 
you know, it's kind of like flopping. Yeah. So I guess my question would be is, um, if this makes sense to you, um, why do men sign up for things that they know they cannot sustain? Yes. <laughs> Meaning it may be good at the moment. You may be able to juggle these things at the moment. And then let's say a shift happened within your life. It mm -hmm. can be personal or whatever. And you kind of start reverting. You kind of, you know, so, um, a woman will feel like, wait, I caught that. It's a shift. Something's going on. He kind of pulling back. And then you ask, you ask the question and it's nothing, nothing going on. Instead of being honest, you know, you're not, you can't juggle what you thought you can juggle at the time. So you want to drag us along and not you cut us off. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we ain't gonna cut you off. Yeah, why not? But kinda... okay, so I so I I'll say this. Um, you saw how you just broke down and you painted that picture, right? Right. And like, I think that from a from a women's standpoint, like y'all y'all can see that big picture, mm -hmm. and y'all can see, ah, right, it's going. This is where it's going to end up, right? Because of his action, right? For us, because you, you're talking about pursuing, like, why we why we're trying to entertain stuff that we know we're not into, right? Yes. So for me, it's like I don't know that the outcome. Six months from now is finna be how like me getting busy or me falling back or me losing like we don't know that going into it. Right. So it's like it ain't like that we purposely signing up for stuff that we can't sustain. We find agreed, but we but we find out we can't sustain it because of the requirements that continue to build throughout the time that we spend together. That's why I'm big on telling people I don't jump into relationships because before I even sit there and try and act like I can sustain what you need from me as a man, mm -hmm. I need to figure out what the hell it is that you need. So why why get into a situation anyway? You know, which is what you need time. Just at that moment, you feeling like you need something. It's not that it's not that you bored. It's just that you 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 you. For me, it's like you you want a companion, you want a partner, and the only way to go about finding a partner is actually linking with people, asking them to spend time with you, asking them to like the the process that you're asking about has to happen to get to the other side of the relationship status. We, what what y'all don't like is the fact that y'all be kissing toads. Um, actually, I, I guess it depends on the situation. A, you gotta I kiss a few it, frogs. Yeah, I mean that's a true that's a true statement, but I also think it depends on the situation and the dynamic of the relationship in general because it can be something that you have someone you have been dealing with for quite some time. Um, and your choice to stay, you know, but I also feel like don't hold me and drag me when you're not ready, you know, okay. and not to say that I will go too far, especially if I'm kind of trying to see what's going on, too. I'm not requesting so much of you, but at yeah. least communicate that, hey, it's been a shift. You know, I know it's not natural for y'all to do that, but I feel like take that in consideration mm -hmm. that we just need to hear that. Yeah, you know. but but I'll tell you as a man who kind of falls into that category often, right? Mm -hmm. I, I it. I understand and I sympathize to the fact that y'all get y'all end up holding the short end of the stick mm -hmm. with the emotions, right? But oftentimes than not, it, it really don't be on a situation where dudes always want to like pull one over on you, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you know you can meet the right person and it could be the absolute wrong time for y'all to connect, sure. and that's real. That, that's that's like real stuff. So like when you ask why, why men do it, I think that there is a portion of it, but at the I think the discernment has to fit factor in from y'all side and be like, let me make sure that homie, you know, I need to be comfortable with the time frame of six months, eight months, ten ten months, twelve months two years if it takes that to make sure that it makes sense. Now, when you start talking about all the year stuff, y'all didn't start focusing on the biological clock. I'm getting old and all this other stuff. So it's like, it's a fine line that you got to straddle, but at the same time, a compromise has to happen with time, mm -hmm. yeah. you know?
So, but listen, uh, let's see if you got another question real quick. Okay, so, um, well, I guess my next question would be, okay, so why do men perceive pushing them to do better as someone trying to change them in a negative way? So, and the reason why I'm going to throw in a negative way, and this is also based off experience too, I guess. So you can be encouraging them to do something, you know, and um, they'll take it as like, you know, this worked for me though. Like you're trying to change me, but no, it's like, I I see a better way you can do it. It'll take yeah. a load off you, maybe, you know, at the same time too, but you just, you know, and this is like, I'm not trying to change you. Why I can't, and even if I am, why I can't, gotta be looked at in a negative way instead of a- Yeah, I'll give you a short answer to that because I know we got to wrap up real quick. Okay. But like for me, it's like, it's it's not it's not a fact that y'all are trying to change. It's a lot of times we have to wrap our, our head around like what we're trying to do ourselves. So I feel like a lot of times when y'all pushing that advice, we don't even know who we are yet yeah. for us to figure it out Makes and whatnot. Sense. So it's like when you put that added interest in there, it's like, hold on, bro, I got this. You know, mm-hmm. chill. Like you always trying to change me when I, you know, I'm working on me already. Right. But like, yeah. So, um. I definitely want to expound on that. So we'll have to like get back to a point where we revisit yeah. this again. Cause I think there's, there's more I can go into, but like we're going to wrap up now for this last segment. Cause I know we got uh, some people coming behind us. So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, what we got to end the episode with you. So it's called, um, uh, we call it bro talk. Right. And when we have uh, ladies on the show, we, we allow it to be sis talk. But if you got some advice, it could be bro talk or sis talk, whatever. It's an opportunity to end the show with some advice that you want to give. Uh, and I'll start first because mine is, is very simple. Right. Uh, and mine is uh, my, my my bro talk is uh, like make sure that you're prioritizing yourself first. Right. And like that, that's self-explanatory. Once, once you put self in a uh, position of, of first, then the ducks that come behind it are in a row. So. Okay. I guess for my, it's, it's crazy because I, I, I jot down a little notes um, as I hear people talk. And so I think of something and I write it down. So what I do want to say is, it's okay not to know exactly what you want from a person. Furthermore, it's impossible for them to please any area of your life if you're not intentional about who you are and what you want. So mm. I will leave that. With, and it's not just even in relationships. It's with any area of your life. I agree with 100%. Intentionality is super important in everything. Listen, man, I am KP of the Certified Steppers Podcast. This is my lovely guest, Miss Gwee Jackson, as I call her. I, I call her Miss Miss Jackson. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you in the living room. We definitely going to have to continue this at a future time. Thank you so much for your light. Make sure y'all check out um, GTB Bridal Services as well as um, Grace Touches. Tap in with her. I'll drop her links at the bottom, man. This is KP. This is another another episode of Certified Steppers and we'll see you on the other side. We're out. Yeah.